I'm the one-eyed, thick-thighed, weapon of ass destruction, the human wrecking ball, and the first ever half-blind Shine Nova champion. And you're listening to Three Count Podcast. Fashion, Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling, and it's never about me. It's always about who's entering because, like every good Sherpa, which you know by the seventieth something episode, I've asked you to call me that. You would expect that you would call me your Sherpa, but like I said, it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring, and today. She comes to us from Shine. She comes to us from Ladies Night. She comes to us from Mission Pro Wrestling. She comes to us from WWN, Belladonna, SWE, GCW, PWG, and Empower. She is the one-eyed, thick-thighed weapon of ass destruction, the human wrecking ball herself, the woad. Hello, everybody. Yo, I'm, I'm not going to front. This is a fangirl moment in me, but I'm a massive fan of yours i've been like follow, like i follow you on tiktok and i follow you on ig but i definitely like i'm super hyped having you on the podcast today thank you thank you i'm i'm, I'm glad i'm glad to be here hey so like we were saying like before the show right like this is kind of like our simple conversation but uh yeah like uh so we've had kylie king on the show and she had mentioned a match that you guys had had at mission pro and i was like and i was watching your stuff and i was like geez man it's like this girl can work and she's so good. I was like, I, how people need to be, people need to be paying attention to who the woad is. But the most important question though is right off the jump. Who is the woad? The woad is the first ever history making half blind female wrestler. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but this eye patch is legit. I'm it's, it's the only thing that's fake about me is my glass eyes. What I tell everybody. Uh, and I'm here to, knock down and crush and destroy as many opponents as I can to get to the top. And I'm going to do it so disrespectfully because I'm here to show every single female in the women's wrestling business that a half blind weapon could do it better than they ever could. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. But I'm just curious, like, how did you get into the sport? Oh, well, I've been a fan of wrestling since I was three years old, living in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it was right next to the Omni Hotel when they had the uh, WCW uh, event. So, yes, uh, I've always loved wrestling. Uh, my grandmother used to watch it and I fell in love with it ever since I was three. And it's been it's been an obsession of mine. I love the fact that I get to do it. And yeah, I still get to be a fan of it. And I want to do it as much as I, I can with um, and do it unlike anybody ever could or ever will. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you're like, you you mentioned it, that, you know, being half blind, like, you are trailblazing for all those people who are like, well, I, I would, but I have this this thing going on with me. And it's like, no, like, there are people out there who are legitimately, you know, the, the WWE uses this word a lot, the trailblazer, but like you are truly like blazing through a trail like that people can follow be like yo you can't be like well i don't look like that person no 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 no. but this person right here is definitely showing that you can make your own path in this business exactly and i i i can resonate with that to the fullest because i feel that 
you know, I've been doing this almost 12 years and, you know, I tried to fit their, their mold, but I knew I couldn't because their mold wasn't made for me. So I had to break away and become who I was meant to be. And that was the one eye, thick thigh, wove. Um, you know, back back then I was going by other names, uh, Dementia De Rose, Aisha Sunshine, Double D Rose. And I'm grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful for every experience that I've had with those characters. But no, the woad is who I am meant to be. It's who the world needs to see. And, you know, whether you choose to acknowledge me or not, you will sit and watch what the hell I do. And it's going to be unlike anything you ever, ever thought of. And it's just so cool to hear like someone talk about like they're going to be continue like to to grow and push. And you just mentioned it yourself, like you've gone through different personas, you know, and I feel like that's like the one thing that in wrestling, like a lot of people don't realize is that your first uh, your first character may not be the final character. In fact, you may go through like multiple in- iterations of different like characters, names, all sorts of stuff. But you will find that one that just like sticks to you and like makes you want to run with it. I call it my fine. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. I was like, Oh no, what happened? But yes, I know it it was always, it was, it was always the woman. She was just waiting for her time. And, you know, the biggest thing for me was to, you know, reveal to the wrestling world that I am half line and that I've always been half line and show them like, you want to see somebody make history? I'll show you, I'll show you history. And I'll show you something you've never seen before. I'll show you a certified weapon. And no, she's not about just twerking her ass. What you call twerking, I call tuning up the band. <laughs> I call the fat ladies about to sing, the cows are coming home. So you can look at it, and but I can't have what your perception of me, I can't have that that define me. I can't, I can't have that define me because that's not who I am. I'm the freaking woe. And you're just gonna just gonna have to sit there and watch me do what I do best. And that's knock motherfuckers head off with my buns of steel. It is definitely like awesome. I'm not gonna front like I don't like enjoy watching you like just slam into somebody. <laughs> like I just I keep it one hundred. Like I see like someone just like hit the corner and just drop down and is like, we all know what's happening. We all yeah. know what's happening next. <laughs> Because, you know, like, honestly, that was one of the hardest things for me to accept was the fact that, you know, I have a, I have a large rim. I got more mass with that ass. So why would I not use that as a weapon? Why would I not? I mean, Rikishi has showed us that it's one of the best things you can do. Because you know what? It keeps your opponents away from your head. And all you got to do is sit on them. So <laughs> the fact that I can do that in many variations in many ways in many positions oh best believe i'm going to do that <laughs> i'm always just like as soon as someone drops us like you better get that head in that second buckle because this is exactly going to like hurt. because um it you know people it came to me realizing that people are going to talk about my ass anyway so i told myself okay i'll give you something to talk about yeah you're gonna say she got a big booty but you're gonna be scared for that person that's in the ring with me because you know that they are about to get hurt yeah Speaking of, so this is going to be one of my favorite questions to ask every wrestler. Uh, what's the worst bump you've taken? Uh, the worst? 
the worst bump I've taken? I would have to say at Shine 71, when I went through a, a table uh, this past Shine, I teamed up with Eva Lee, went against Natalia Markova and Santana Garrett. Mm. Um, and tell you, uh, that was not a good feeling. And I think I was out for a good minute. I think by the time I came to, the match was over. I, I didn't even know what happened. But yeah, that was very, very, very painful. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you're out for a minute and just like things is all black. And then when you come yeah, to you, you're just it's like, like, what happened? <laughs> like I woke up well rested, like ah, oh, that was <laughs> a great nap. <laughs> I I will be honest, like I'll, I it was my first day of training, right? And I had this there was this kid, uh, I'm not gonna name his name because I don't want him to get buried on the internet, but he picked me up to do a uh a body slam, right? And Instead of just like letting me, you know, set the pose, he just picked me up and then dropped me like right on the upper part of my neck. And then when everybody's like, what are you doing? Why did you just like, why didn't you set up? And he was like, it's his fault because he didn't post right. And I was like, oh, we about to fight. (laughs) And, you know, like that with me, it's like, that's why I feel that why training is so, so essential. Like even now, today I just got back from training at Deep South uh, Wrestling uh under uh nick patrick so yeah it's been great training there in griffin georgia um it's a great experience but yeah even like for someone who's been doing this almost 12 years i still go to training as much as i possibly can because i have to perfect what what i do yes i am the world and yes i'm meant for destruction but yeah i i have to perfect my craft because you know what we do here is is important and it's entertaining and you know, you want to be remembered as that person that's, wow, that match was incredible versus, oh, man, I think that she really hurt that person. Oh, God, you know, I hope that person's okay. So, yeah, that's why I I, I love training. And, you know, I try to go as much as I possibly can. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, I started in January of 2020. And then March of 2020 came and everything got shut down because of COVID. Oh, so it was like. Well, I guess I was like, I'm never going to really know how to, like, do this. And I legitimately, I told myself, I was like, maybe this was just a sign that I don't need to be, like, in the sport, right? And then May came, and it opened up, and I was like, yo, like, let me go and let me let me go back into it and just kind of test things out. And sure enough, like, I had picked it up, like, I was starting to pick it back up really quick. And, like, I hadn't missed training since then. And I'm talking, this was like May of 2020. Yeah. And, and we're talking, and I was just at training earlier today. So I was like, <laughs> I haven't, and we've gone through iterations where it's been down to like 17 degrees and we're like training outside. And it's like, yes, you got to get it in how you can, because, you know, I feel that's what 2020 did for a lot of people. You know, it made them come to the realization, hey, this is a time for you to decide if this is something that you want to continue doing, or is this something that, you know, the world is basically shut down. You can go do something else. This is the perfect opportunity. And even with me, I I had to sit and think about that. You know, I thought to myself, hey, you know, I was able to get my vision back in, 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 my, in my right eye after my cataract surgery. You know, I could just take that as a win and just move on. But I told myself, no, like, if they thought I was dangerous before I got my vision fixed, 
they haven't seen anything yet. And 2020 was the perfect time for me to really evolve and become who the world is now. And she's going to keep evolving. Like there are so many things that I have planned that the wrestling world isn't even ready yet. So uh, ready for yet. So I'm, I'm very excited about where, where the world is going to be, where she's headed, what kind of mark she's going to make in this business. So one of my favorite questions to ask to about people who come on our show, right, is, listen, we all have that pre-ritual and we all have that post-ritual snack, right, or meal, right? So I'm just curious, what's your, what's your post-match snack or meal? Um, honestly, I've been, um, believe it or not, I've been trying to wean myself off meat because I'm just trying to be healthier for myself. And I feel like, you know, that has so much some so so much hormones and stuff in it. It's just not good. But um honestly, as long as it's not McDonald's, I'm good with anything. <laughs> I can't stand McDonald's. <laughs> What's well, good? Cause they're never gonna sponsor us anyway, because we dog them all the time. On here. <laughs> but I it's it's funny for like me, right? Like a, a pre-ritual snack and, and most people who've been on a long time listeners know like uh, I bring a bag of gummy bears to like every show. And like, I just, cause it's, it's helps me because like, I, I suffer from anxiety because of like things that happened in the military. So like before I match, like I get super nervous to the point where like my palms like get like legit. The Eminem song is exactly how I am. Right. So I will, I will take gummy bears and they're just regular gummy bears. And I just start, I pop like four or five in and then like all my anxiety goes away all my and it doesn't take my nerves away because I still get nervous before every single match. And I feel like that's like a great thing to still have, but it kills like, it kills the total anxiety. And I'm just like, all right, you can focus on this match now and like get through it. <laughs> and in post-match, it's always like just whatever hamburger I can find. Cause I love, mm-hmm. I love a good burger. So I don't care where I'm at. Uh, so what's been one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn, like being in the, in the business? Um, everybody's not going to see your vision and I feel that you have to make them, you know, uh, especially, you know, wrestling, wrestling, uh, in the South, you know, I, I was not, you know, the norm. I wasn't what they're, what they're usually used to. So, um, I had to, I felt that I, I had to realize that I had to be in my own lane. I had to make my own lane. I had to make my own path because their path just didn't fit me. And I had to, you know, it wasn't about, um, it wasn't about following what they wanted me to do. It was all about me basically coming full circle with who I am. And it's crazy because, you know, I I was so insecure about being half blind and not revealing it to the world until 2018. And I tell myself like this, this is who I am now. And what better way than to tell my story than how I tell it? Because can't nobody else tell it for me. This is my story. So I have to tell it the way I have to tell it. And it was just crazy, but that like how coming full circle with you know actually being vis- visually impaired and actually being half blind, how it helped me become who I am today, and as a badass fucking weapon, and it's just been a great lift off my shoulders to accept and not just accept but love who I am now. 
you you bring up like a great point and it's something like I want to talk about but like so being that and I don't want to call it like handicap because obviously like it's it's a part of you and it's like something that you've been able to run through but like being in that kind of community where it's like people who are like impaired right like what's it like to be like a leader in that and like run with that and just be able to kind of show people like hey this is the path that you guys should be walking similarly to well, it's not it, with me. It's not even walking in, similarly in my path. It's just the fact that I just want to show people that whatever, whatever you thought what was stopping you to achieving your dream, it's all been in your head. It's all been in your head. It's all mental. It's no, you can achieve your dream despite what the world was telling you, despite what your friends been telling you, despite what your family has been telling you. Because, you know, this is something I've been dealing with my entire life. You know, even my father was, was completely blind ever since the age of three. And he had 17 kids. So and he made us know that, you know, just because you're blind doesn't mean you're handicapped. So, and I just, that's something I try to take with me, you know, everywhere I go. And not only just, you know, showing people with, you know, disabilities, hey, live your dream, but also really pushing out body empowerment with who the world is because being a curvy black woman it's so easy to get categorized and what i do with how i do it of course you know i I get negative backlash and that's nothing that i'm not already used to but i want to break it down i want people to see every negative stereotype that they ever thought or had about black curvy women you know that's your perception doesn't define us and I'm here to show you that our bodies that you so lustfully want, our bodies are our most dangerous weapon. And if you try to tell us anything different, we're going to give your ass a concussion. Yeah. Yeah. I've, 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 I've watched a, a few matches where like, I just sit back and smile and I'm like, I'm glad that they tucked their head because if they did not, <laughs> their shit's going to get splattered all over that hook. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just that, you know, people always say, oh, she can't do this. This promotion doesn't allow twerking. This promotion doesn't allow shaking your ass. It's like, okay, well, you sit back and you watch me do what I do. And you keep telling me, (laughs) you keep telling me what promotion won't allow what. Because best believe, wherever I go, you're going to see me knock somebody out with these bones of steel. And if that's something that you can accept, then maybe the world is not for you. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Like the one thing that a lot of people don't really know is that like, and people, and I know some people like watch matches with you and they're going to be like, well, you know, she does this, this, but what a lot of people really don't realize is that you are super nimble. Like you have like some fast feet (laughs) and like, if people aren't paying attention, you're deceptively agile. And it's like one of my favorite things to watch you do because like you're, because like people will be like, well, uh, what can she do? Well, she could do Rana's like, and she hits them regularly <laughs> like yeah. and she's very you're very quick on your feet I like I definitely love it because you're definitely uh, a perception breaker and it's so cool to watch you just like thank you dominate. thank you like that that's what I want to be you know that's what I try to be you know like wow whatever you thought of me doesn't even compare what I really am you know what I can really do because like a lot of people they're shocked that I'm able to move at my size like wow i didn't know you could do that or wow and it's like yeah yeah i i can do this i can do that the world is the ultimate weapon i tell everybody i'm dangerous in every aspect of the ring you think you got me cornered oh no trust me the marie antoinette is coming at you with a full face of cake so you better wash your face 
You know, you think you, you got me, you're in the corner, you think you're safe? Oh, no, trust me, the damnesia is coming at full speed, and it comes with a 100% concussion, guaranteed. So, yes, I'm dangerous in every aspect of the ring. So, I do want to ask, like, what kind of advice would you give to, like, up-and-coming wrestlers? Honestly, be yourself. Be yourself. Like, so many people tried to tell me, to be the next awesome Kong or be the next Aja Kong or be the next jazz. And it's like, I can't be the next jazz because there's already a jazz. Jazz definitely inspired me. Awesome Kong has definitely inspired me. China, hell yes, has definitely inspired me, but they already have that. But I tell you what they don't have, they don't have a woe. They don't have the one eye, thick thigh, history making shine Nova champion. They don't have that. So let me be me and let me be great and you be you. There are a thousand, there are a thousand that's just trying to be the athletic, the the muscle type, but there are only one, there's only one you. So be you. Because can't nobody be you like you. Can't nobody be like the world. People can imitate the world. They can try to duplicate the world, but can't nobody be like the one-eyed thick thick thigh world, like the one-eyed thick thigh world. So be you. I love that. It's something like I always talk about, like, uh, like on my TikToks, if I ever go live and stuff like that. The one thing I tell people is whenever they pop in with that username, like all the numbers to it, I'm like, listen, I was like, you came into this world as an individual. Don't let TikTok tell you who you should be. Be you. Change that shit. Because it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yo, all right. So 12 years in the game. You've been running around. I know you've been up and down the East Coast, down through the South. I just need to know one do and one don't of the locker room. The what? The when do? The do and the don't of the locker room. Like, yo, like, all right, we got to, what is one thing that you should be doing in the locker room and one thing that you shouldn't be doing in the locker room? (laughs) Um, I would just say uh, be respectful to everybody. And one thing you don't do is don't be respectful to everybody. I mean, (laughs) you know, if you want to sit and watch a show, that's great. You know, you can watch other matches, ask other people to watch your matches and so forth. Yeah, it was funny because, like, uh, just recently I got to meet a couple of wrestlers. And I was, like, super hyped getting to meet some of the other workers and stuff like that and talk with them about, like, their matches and stuff like that. But it was so cool to be able to sit back. And the first thing I said was, like, hey, can I ask you some questions about like your match that you did and they were like sure and like i would ask about certain certain moves that were hit and certain spots of the match and it was just so cool to be able to have that conversation with someone and them tell me like well this is why we did this here instead of doing it here and it it, it is very eye-opening to be able to like talk about this kind of things yes so those are all my heavy hitting questions but we do have the second best segment on the three count podcast if you're wondering what the first is it's the red dogs power rankings that you can find every sunday on our debate show but this is the three count podcast 10 count questions and miss whoa this is how it works i'm gonna fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast whatever's your answer that's your answer okay so we'll put on the imaginary timer for added pressure bing and here we go smackdown or raw Smackdown. Favorite color? A yellow. Sonic or Mario? Mario. Favorite movie? Uh, I have to say The Exorcist. <laughs> Yo, let's go. <laughs> I'm good with that. T.I. or Ludacris? Ludacris. 
favorite submission? Uh, I have to say the camel clutch. Okay. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Favorite podcast? Three three count podcast. Hey, it's not like it's branded. It's not like it's <laughs> Of course it is. Of course we're her favorite podcast. Anyway, nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Um, I would have to say Tootie Lynn. Yes. Yes. I love her. She's killing it. <laughs> and last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word? Uh, ass. I mean, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 A good, a good, like, just ass is always something that you be, you could be either like, man, that's a great ass, or man, that was ass. <laughs> exactly. It was ass. <laughs> but, well, those are all the questions I do have for you. So, the last thing I do have is can you let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you? Yes. Hello, everybody. I am on TikTok. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as the Wode. Just hit the search bar and type in the Wode. T-H-E space W-O-A-D. Um, also, if you want to buy some Wode merch, you can also get that at uh, luchaware.art. Also at prowrestlingtees.com slash the Wode. And also on fullygimmick.com. Uh, I'll also be in Clearwater, Florida. April 17th for Shine Wrestling. And I'll also be making my de- my debuts up north in Philly. And also um, more matches to come. So definitely follow me. I love talking with, uh, I love interacting with my fans. I may not be able to get to everybody, but to the ones that I do, like y'all are really cool and awesome. And thanks for showing love and support. Bet. There you have it. She gave you all of her handles so you guys know exactly where to find her. And uh, yeah, I'm going to have to check out that Philly show because, uh, you know, being that I'm from, I'm in Baltimore, definitely makes sense. <laughs> so, but like every part of a wrestling match, everybody's favorite part, we got to take this home because this is the Three Count Podcast presents now entering. And like I said, I'm your host, Clever Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You should be calling me your Sherpa by these, like, 70-something episodes. I've been asking you to do so. But, like, every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, you see her right next to me. She is the one-eyed, thick-thine weapon of ass destruction. She is the history-making, trailblazing, true trailblazing, woad. And you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. Bye. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the Three Count Podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the Three Count Podcast also has merchandise. Oh! At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Three Count Pod. 
please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.